Right, faith is such a multifaceted subject and there's so many different angles you can come at when speaking about faith. But today and build because if faith we are pleasing God and it's by faith it's important um, and I feel like a lot of us know faith is important and we want more faith but sometimes we don't know how to make it work use faith to actually obtain and get the things that we are hoping for and desiring so today I hope that this key I gives you I gives you. I hope that this key I give you helps you on your faith journey um, and helps you obtain the thing that your heart is desiring. So to make faith work, we need the great trio, the great trifecta, faith, hope and love. First Corinthians, first, my, today I'm just not hitting the mark. First Corinthians 13, 13 in the New Living Translation tells us three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Before I got on fire for the Lord, before I completely dedicated my life to to studying His Word and living in the way I should, um, when I would read passages about love, I would very quickly scan over that verse or that section of the Bible and then continue on. I didn't like any scripture that told me I had to love people because like many people, I had had hurts. I'd been let down by people. I'd been in unfavorable, unfavorable um, circumstances like every single person. Um, and I was quite hurt and I hadn't dealt with it. Therefore, when the Bible told me I had to love somebody, I was super not ready, didn't allow myself to be in a place to be ready to forgive people. So I would legitimately just scan over those scriptures and continue on. Um, but we don't live by what our flesh wants to do. We live by what the word tells us to do. And the word tells us to love people. And to, work, to walk and work in love. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. So they work together as a team. You can't just operate in one or two and leave out the others, which is what I've done in the past. I would have a hope for something. I would work my faith for something. But I didn't consider the fact that I also had to be in love. Scripture reference. Let's find it. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 in the Amplified Classic Version says, For if we are in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision, circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. So we have our heart's desire or we have something that we are hoping for. And we use our faith to get that thing, but we must also be walk work. Oh, we must also be walking in love, and able to obtain the thing that we have faith for. It keeps us in a place of receiving. So, but only 
when it says only, it really does mean only. Only by faith, activated and energized and expressed and working through love. So faith works through love. So if we don't have faith, if we don't have love there, sorry, if we're not walking daily in love, our faith has nothing to work through. So our faith works through love. If we aren't in love, our faith isn't working. And if our faith isn't working, we aren't pleasing God. Because as I said before, Hebrews chapter 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And it's funny, our, I was um, getting all these scriptures ready this morning before church. Um, and I felt in my heart to speak on faith today. And then it ended up being what Pastor Dan preached on today. Very well, by the way, um, at church, which is super amazing. But oh, where was I going with that? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we aren't in love, our faith isn't working. If our faith isn't working, we're not pleasing God. So we can't just choose to be a person of faith or a person of love. We need both. Right. First, so what is love? How do we know if we're walking in love or not? First, first, first Corinthians chapter 13. If you've been a Christian for a while, you've probably heard this scripture many, many, many times. But don't turn your ears off as I read this. Every time we hear a scripture and hear the word preached, our revelation goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So listen carefully as I read about love in 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and although I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. That's a full-time job right there. There should never be a day in your Christian walk where you're getting slack and just succumbing to what our flesh wants to do and just taking the easy road. It is a full-time job. Now, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do all of this. If you're not filled with the Spirit, get filled with the Spirit because it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit living in us that we can actually live this way because going this way, living this way completely goes against the world and what the world is doing and what is becoming a popular way to act. All right. Colossians chapter 1 verses 3 to 6. This is um, letters being written to the churches. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, of your love for all the saints, because of the hope 
which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before the word of truth of the gospel, which has come to you, as it has also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit. So they heard of their great faith and the love they had for the saints and the hope that they had, which brought forth fruit. So your faith working through love should be producing fruit. So Paul was giving thanks to God because the people of Colossae were operating in faith and love because of the hope that they have. 1 Thessalonians 1 verses 2 to 3, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, your labour of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God and Father. So he was giving thanks to God for their work of faith, their labour of love and the patience they have of the hope that they have. Because remember, it is through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. Not everything is an instant. Sometimes there are miracles which are instant, but not always. So it's through patience that we inherit the promises of God. Right. So faith has works attached to it. A labor of love, which means action and doing. We can say that we're a person of love. We can maybe think it, but we must show it through our actions. I think it might have been in the last video I made or the one before where I was talking about proving. We have to prove to God. We need to show fruits and actions. Like you don't hope that your boss thinks you're a good employee. You act in a way that proves you are a good employee. So there should always be actions and fruit following us. Right. So works of faith. We don't just talk about being faith people. We don't just talk about the faith that we have, but there should be some kind of fruit and action following. Okay, for example, this isn't in my notes, but I used to wear glasses. Um, I never ever thought that I had an eye problem. And then um, before I learned about healing, etc. Um, I was going to the doctors quite a lot and they said, oh, you should be, just in case it's a, it's a side effect, you need to be going to get an eye test and an ear test every single year, pretty much for the rest of your life because you could be prone to eye problems, hearing problems, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's strange. Like I've never, never had any eye problems. I've never had trouble vision, with vision or anything like that. Um, but I was like, oh, well, because the doctor told me I should go and see an eye specialist. I did. I booked myself in for an eye test. And lo and behold, they said that I had long vision and short vision problems, which means I needed glasses to see things far away and to read things up close. And do you know what's funny? Before this appointment, I did not think I had any problems seeing. I'd never noticed that I had an issue with my vision. Everything was fine. The second I got given this negative report and I believed it and I took it as truth and as fact, I'm telling you, from the day I had that report, my vision got worse and worse and worse. So when you order glasses, it often takes two weeks for the glasses to come, your personalized glasses to come in the mail. So that two weeks, 
I was an avid reader. Whenever I would read, I'm talking, there was like double vision happening. My letters, there was like two of each letter. It was super, super hard to read. When I was driving, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even read people's number plates because my vision is blurry and it was getting worse and worse. And so my confession matched up with my new truth or the report that I'd been given. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I have such bad eyesight. Oh my gosh, I didn't know I needed glasses. And I was constantly talking about how bad my eyesight was. And do you know, I had to continually get a stronger glasses prescription because my eyesight kept on getting worse. And then I started learning about faith principles and healing principles. Um, and so I was believing for my eyesight. Actually, at that time, I also had really horrible stomach problems where there was lots of food intolerances going on, a lot of discomfort, which had been going on for a really long time. So I was using my faith for the healing of my stomach and my uh, gut problems and also for my eyesight problems. I was using my faith. I was confessing what I wanted to see. I was standing on scripture. I was speaking to the problem. I was telling my eyes what to do. I was telling my stomach what to do. But there came a point where I had to use my actions to prove that I was in faith. So there came a day where I decided to put down the glasses and not pick them up anymore. I was going for a hike. I was up some mountain. My glasses fell off. I picked them up and I was like, you know what? We're not putting these back on. And then with my stomach issues, there came a day where I was like, well, I've been believing that my stomach is healed, that I can eat dairy and gluten again. So I had to test it. I had to eat those foods as, a, uh, as an action of my faith. Because if you really do believe that your prayer has been answered, then you should be able to have an action, right? So faith without works is dead. Can I back this up with scripture? Yes, I'm glad you asked. Right. James chapter 2, verses 17 to 26. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect? Take note of that. It's by the works that his faith was made perfect. So your faith is perfected. Obviously, we're, we've got our hope, we're walking in love, we have our faith for something, but then it is perfected by our action and stepping out and doing the thing in faith. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Righteousness being that right standing with God. So our faith and our belief, God's one of God's greatest desires is just to be believed. So when we have faith in God and we believe in him and believe in his word, it is accounted to us as righteousness. 
and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. So remember, it's not just by faith, but it's our our works working with our faith. So if you want your faith uh, to work for you, check your love walk. This is something that we absolutely need to do daily and it's something that we need to work towards daily um we are humans we have flesh you know as humans we are spirit soul and body we are a spirit we have a soul which is our mind will and emotions and we just live in a body this is like a little hut or a little house that our true self our spirit lives in so we have our mind will and emotions our flesh that often wants to go against the word um so we need to constantly be checking our love walk it is something that we will continually be being perfected in so if you've got and look i'm preaching to myself here right if there is things that you have got your faith set out on i do we should always be having faith projects to work on You don't just have to have one thing. You can have multiple pots on the stove, multiple things that your faith is working on receiving. But a key to receiving it, remember, is walking in love, even when it's hard, even when it hurts. So I'm going to end it there. I hope this encouraged you. Um, And look, remember, the Holy Spirit is always, always, always there to help us. We don't have to do this alone. Uh, so yes, be blessed. I hope that this helped you.